Welcome to Sky Team's People First with Morag Barrett. Well, welcome to this week's episode of People First. And do I have a treat for you? My guest is Meg Nossero, who is a former federal immigration prosecutor, TEDx and inspirational speaker, a transformational coach, and the award-winning author of The Magical Guide to Bliss, Daily Keys to Unlock Your Dreams, Spirit, and Inner Bliss, and Sparkle and Shine. 108 Mantras to Brighten Your Day and Lighten Your Way. And her latest book, which I have here, Butterfly Awakens, a memoir of transformation through grief. She was brought on stage in Miami by Oprah Winfrey in 2014 and was inspired to manifest the life of her dreams and founded Butterflies and Bliss and Shine Networking, a not-for-profit that provides educational scholarships to young innovative leaders in her community. Nocero appeared on CNN Español Bank a book con live and podcast and online media. She hosts a YouTube channel and a podcast called Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. Well, Meg, I think you fall under the category of extraordinary people. Welcome to People First. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Marag. This is awesome. I think that you certainly are an extraordinary person for sure as well. So well, we can get through the mutual admiration and all of the excitement because I can't wait to get on to your topic, the topic of your book, Butterfly Awakens. But I'm going to go back to your origin story. Mm. So when you were a wee lass and the teacher said, Meg, 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 what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> what was your answer back then? Well, back then, it would have been definitely a fashion designer. And I think that ties into the fact that I absolutely adore all the award shows coming off of the movies and Broadway. We just saw the Tonys and all the beautiful dresses. So, yes, mm-hmm. it would ab- absolutely be uh, along those diva lines. All right. But you pivoted because you were a federal immigration <laughs> prosecutor yes. and a speaker. and so, so where did the path change or twist? You know, it's interesting because when I was growing up, you know, the obvious, the obvious, you know, professions for us were doctor, lawyer, Indian chief. So fashion designer, my parents weren't necessarily excited <laughs> when I, I like, oh, and I used to draw all the time. I was always a writer. I always enjoyed writing. So that's not such a, a leap, but definitely um, I was told more often than not that how are you going to take care of yourself by designing dresses, especially when the you know, competition is outrageous. So I may have taken the safe route, unfortunately, fortunately, because for me, law was the greatest role I played in my life. So I went into the actor line as far as, you know, presenting in front of court, litigating cases and, you know, pinwheel that into perhaps writing a Broadway show one day and then going into designing the dress that I will wear. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. You see how that works? So yes, I I have my vision still unfolding. It's just taking me a little bit longer to get there. So I'm interested as a lawyer and an attorney, the books that you're writing though are counterpoint to that. When you think about the magical guide to bliss, Probably not words and phrases one uses in a legal setting. And I love, I mean, it connects with me because we say at Sky Team, if you're not having fun and if fun is four of our eight corporate objectives, then you're doing it wrong. Mm. So I love the fact that you talk about the magical guide to bliss, talking about unlocking your dreams. So 
So what was the inspiration to write quite startling titles and content around such a human issue? Well, literally, I wrote myself a guide to get myself out of a really dark place in my life. So when I lost my mother in 2011 to to breast cancer, it was like shocking to me that I just went into a spiral into grief and the whole grief process and navigating that was impossible because usually I would turn to who? My mother to help me and Mm -hmm. wasn't there. So ultimately, I had to decide how am I going to guide myself? And a lot of individuals told me, a lot of really good friends of mine said, if you are a writer, then learn to write and channel those things that you would have been told from your mother. So I started writing this guide, this, this insights a day and pulled myself out eventually of that abyss and then turned around and said, well, everybody wants to be happy. That's really the goal. We might not know how to get there, But I think everyone in any respect, and like you said at the outset, you know, if you're not doing it and having fun, then you're not doing it right. Well, the reality is there's so many different elements of fun all throughout the scope of humanity, right? What is fun to you is not fun to me, or perhaps it is, but we find our, I'm sure it is actually, because we find our people in the world. Um, But that being said, you know, it it was a way for me to, and I don't mind, I don't, want to simplify this, but really it is, I set myself up in a guide and every day there's an insight and I follow and there's a magical key at the bottom that has me contemplating, well, what is it that I want? And it's really being present in the moment. So the bliss component is that that state of just ultimate happiness where you are doing what you love and you're having fun doing it. Back to your point. I love that. I saw a a meme earlier this week on that whole point of living in the present Mm -hmm. as if you had chosen it. And that, to me, it just resonates. It just calls me to pause. And when you talk about Butterfly Awakens and the memoir and transformation through grief, I'm still going through my own transformation. Both my parents are deceased and my mum passed away 21 years ago. And uh, some of my professional colleagues know this story because in small groups, we've been sharing our life's journey. And she was, as parents are, pivotal for all of us. But it was interesting that even after 21 years... It can reduce me to tears just talking about it and thinking about the gap and putting that box on the shelf and being a British woman. I mean, I I laugh about it. So there's the dark humour that comes from it, but also a complete upbringing of stiff upper lip, walk it off, toughen up cupcake, just get through it. You know, don't look in that box and you'll be fine. Yeah. And after 21 years, I've chosen to peek in that box. And it is amazing how raw that can still be. So as you, I mean, you walked, didn't you? The uh, uh, the pilgrims walk in Spain, Santiago yeah. de Compostela. How was that? You know, I, I did actually look at a video that I took day three and I said, Meg, this is for you. I want to remind you if any day you ever think about doing this again, you know, it wasn't necessarily all fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't. But for me, there was a bigger message that I was looking for. Everyone who goes on a pilgrimage has so many different reasons to do it. Mine was, in fact, to have that spiritual experience. I wanted that. I wanted to see why I'm doing this. I wanted to experience what, you know, all the 
you know, sages over time did when they walked that same road. I was like, there's got to be magic there. I was actually looking for the magic. You know, it was like, and all the Celtic traditions mm -hmm. that were on the road, which I wasn't aware of before I actually walked it, you know, those in fact played into my story as well like the megia the the witches on the on the coming oh i loved it i was like this is great there's magic here and i'm gonna find it and reality is is that wherever you go there you are that wonderful terminology that you know i took myself to the camino and i still was the same person that i left miami but i actually gave myself the opportunity to be present with me and understand like what it is and 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 why I'm doing these things and why I'm here and I asked all those questions so it was for me uh, like a lot of why's am I doing this but at the same time I learned a lot about why I'm here like why do I want to show up in the world every morning why do I get when I get to wake up that opportunity what is it that I want to do to have fun back to your point so you know one of the most amazing things is to have a realization that awakening, right? That's the whole mm -hmm. butterfly awakening is when you transform to the point where you look through your box that's been on the shelf, you know, and you brought it down and you're not running from it anymore. And you're like, okay, you're here. This is a part of my life. This is a part of my story. How do I make it a good part of my next chapter? Okay. I love that because it's incorporating it. So it's incorporating the grief. Yeah. And the sadness in these particular examples of stories with the joy. It's not ignoring it, which is what I've been doing for 20 years, yeah. but actually processing it through it. Because without the sadness, how do I know when I'm happy? Um, and without the happiness, how do I recognize when things aren't yeah. as I would wish? And therefore, I'm feeling frustration or so on. It's emotional awareness in action. Yeah. And for many of us as leaders, we're told, as I was in my first career, you know, it's not personal, it's just business, toughen up. Yeah. And there was no place for emotions. But what we're seeing now in the 21st century is that it a recognition at last that it's not work-life balance. Mm. It's life, life, of which work is a part. And oh, I love that, Mariah. We Thank get you. to have a choice. So who were you thinking of as you wrote Butterfly Awakens? Who were you writing for? I actually was writing it for me. The me that was in that dark place. Mm -hmm. And when I was searching for something to hold on to that hope, that transformation, that possibility that you're going to be okay, that you're going to get out of this you're, and you're going to look back and say, it was really, there was purpose there. There was meaning there. It was necessary. I wrote it for, for that me that I still am, but I get to look back and say, okay, you didn't give up on yourself. Yay. That's awesome. And, and for anyone out there who needs a little infusion of hope, into the world or possibility and it's really dark and they feel like, oh, this can't be my life. I don't want to live it anymore. Mm -hmm. I wanted to offer that. I wanted to offer there is hope in the next day, in the next. And, and it's from, I have to go back to what you said. It's taking down the box and in your time, you know, looking through it and, you know, not leaving it aside because it will come and haunt you. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to come and haunt you. I want you to be able to process it in a way that you can but not ignore, not ignore, because once we become conscious to our lives, we wake up to our lives, we get the beauty from the pain. And I think that really, I, someone had told me that long ago, I would have been like laughing in their face, get away from me, you don't even know this pain. I don't know exactly what everyone's going through, but I know pain. And I know that 
I had to find tools that worked for me to pull through it. And yes, leaders like you in the world who don't have a stiff upper lip now because it's life. It's not work life. It's life that we're, we're showing up for every day. We need to hear more of that. So if I can be a voice to encourage people, your experience is really going to benefit so many people. We need you. How can I help you? Right. How can I be that that source of hope? So help us to understand in terms of being that source of hope, what are some of the tools that we're going to uncover both in the book and the articles and podcasts that you are part of? Well, I'm a big fan of manifesting uh, magic and miracles. So that's where I play. It's not necessarily for everyone, but I do play there because it's like when something good happens and I, I, I heard this from a little child, it's as if you have confetti in your pocket so that you get so excited, you just throw out the confetti. Woo! <laughs> My own personal party, like New Year's Eve on, you know, on in Times Square every day, you know, you throw it out. But that's kind of the, the visualization that I will have in my mind if something wonderful happens, you know, and it's always something wonderful about to happen if you're looking for it. So for me, the tools that I would hope that someone would take is yesterday, I will tell you this, yesterday was my mother's birthday. It was not easy. I, but you know, it was kind of like I gave myself permission to to be where I was, to feel what I was feeling, to miss her, miss her more. <laughs> that was my permit. That was how I, you know, I'm, it's different. I miss her still the same. She's close to me because she's still here essentially. But at the same time, you know, it's still, like you said, brings back all those wonderful feelings of missing and lack. But I, I will say where's the abundance that's come from that is, is all the experiences I was given because I, I step into her legacy, what she gave me. And that from the magical guide, the insights, from Sparkle and Shine, from, you know, I share with the world those tools, those affirmations I use, which I'm a big affirmation, you know, proponent, because I think for me, it works, but you can rework those negative pathways in your brain to bring something positive. Like, so if I tell myself, oh, you're a joke, what are you thinking? You're not supposed, you shouldn't be doing this. I go, I am awesome. I woke up this morning and I'm out in the world and I'm doing whatever I am doing. I'm just doing my best at whatever that is, you know, and I love the word cultivate, right? I'm planting seeds in my life mm -hmm. that you've so well, you know, set out in your books, you know, I'm planting those seeds and I'm watering them. And if I water them, they have a chance to grow. You know, they might not be these gorgeous bushes all at once, but if I keep taking care of this I've been given and others who cross my path, then when I need it, they'll take care of me. It's a whole beautiful karmic circle of the give and the receive. And I, and I, I'll show up for that because I'm a big fan of being in the, in the mix with others. So I, I love, there are so many things I want to like pick at here in terms of the idea of grief, because there's the old adage, isn't it? That nothing is certain in life other than death and taxes. We're leaving the same way, but we just don't know when. And when we lose somebody close to us, invariably, obviously, there's the grief and processing that separation, but it's an opportunity to pause and reflect and think, well, if that was me, what would be people saying and doing? What would they be missing, if anything, uh, as I depart this world? And there's the wake-up call of, am I thriving? Am I living my best life? And if the answer is no what can I do? Even if it's not a complete 180, I'm going to reinvent myself, but how do I make some course corrections? 
so that I can fill my bucket in different ways versus feeling like my bucket is draining. Well, I, you know, the thing that comes to mind is this wonderful quote, don't cry because it's over, cry, you know, be, be happy that it happened, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it just turns it on a click, the, the, the loss on, on its head, thinking that, okay, how great do we get an opportunity to celebrate that person's life and legacy and how I live mine is so much more rich because I had her or him in my life. That's what I want to leave behind. I want people to smile because they knew me and I, I was able to, you know, come up, help them come alive to the beauty of their lives or inspire them to, you know, dream those dreams that they have in their soul that are calling to them. So at the end of the day, I will tell you this. I absolutely love the fact that you're you're British and I've told you that many times because I think any anyone who can talk to me like maybe you read my book for me because I would love to listen to something like that from you know because it's the melodious nature of what you're hearing right and if you can turn something into a beautiful song that you can take along with you and we can all dance to rather than you know (laughs) it's like yeah that is what I want to be able to do in this world is to create beautiful music with other people in such a way that they're going to sing instead of mourn. And, and this reminds me of a previous guest, a friend and colleague of mine, John Strelecki. And he came on People First to talk about his book, The Big Five for Life. And the analogy he had is you go on safari, which is an amazing experience if you have the opportunity, still on my to-do list. And then people will judge the quality of that safari based on did they see the big five animals. Ah. And he is applying that to life. So if you think about the ultimate departure as you look back on your life, what are those big five things that you want to achieve, to experience, to leave as your legacy? And I've taken that thought, and even with Butterfly Awakens, it's not just grief and transformation that comes out of death and loss of a loved one. Every time we leave a job, there is a little bit of grief and transformation for the team we leave behind. So what do you want me to be saying about you? And the next chapter in our career. And being thoughtful, it goes back to what we said earlier on, choose each moment or live in the present as if you had chosen it. So what are the big five things that you want others to feel in your presence right now when you do move on from this team or this company or this office How do you want to be remembered? Don't just focus on the ultimate end goal. Make that deliberate choice every day because then you get to the joy. Then you get to the ripple effects that really transform and impact lives and bring people with you. Oh, my God. Versus it being a solo journey. You probably were an amazing boss. Oh, my God, really? Like, I'm, I, I'm just like, oh, I'll work for her any day of the week. But let me tell you, I love the big five mentality. I think that's fantastic because then you start to think about what are those five things. And, you know, it's, it's your hand, right? It's your hand. It's like, what do you want to put in your hand to take with you? you know, I love that. I, you know, it's funny because um, I just finished a program with the Certificate of Happiness Studies. Um, it's the Happiness Studies Academy with Tal Ben-Shahar. He's like the foremost Harvard professor in happiness studies. And I just had the beautiful opportunity to take the beginning of the master's program with him. And he says, you know, the five in your life is the spiritual, the physical, the intellectual, 
and then your relational and your emotional. Those five things, you focus on those five things in your life, it encompasses a life, the whole being principle, how we all want to show up as whole beings, not as separated or bifurcated, like you were saying, work, life. It's a whole being. It's your whole life. And then when you think about those five things that you want to show up with and, and then say, those are the things I... I, you know, left behind. That was my gift. You know, they say God gives you talents. What you do with those talents is your gift to the world, right? And your gift back to God. What are those things? That's something to really, really think about. Oh my God. I mean, like, like, well, think about it. You just taught, there's a master's course in happiness at Harvard. I mean, you go back however many years and I can guarantee there probably wasn't. It's part of, I, I'm loving the fact that these conversations are becoming more mainstream. Yes. It's how do we show up as humans, bring our human to work, yes. encompass. I, I mean, I, I wrote an article from my own perspective about living life in full technicolor, not just in black and white and a few of the emotions. Let's embrace them all and sometimes all of them on the same day. And that gets a little <laughs> emotional. But the whole point being is you can't leave your emotions at the door. No. You can't leave your past at the door essentially because everything that's brought you and I to this very point in this conversation if we change I, I work on the basis if I changed anything back then you and I would not be talking no so no regrets there but just an opportunity to choose how I want to go forward and oh, what is the next page in this story because it isn't pre-written it may be bound within a book but I still get to determine how it feels what I what I choose to give attention to and in this moment it's you that's awesome well I will tell you to that point which I love Wayne Dyer used to say when you are writing a book make create the cover before you finish as if it were a end product right and then <laughs> fill in all the pages well I'll, I'll I'll one up that you know in this next chapter that we when we're finished here talking this next chapter of our lives you know give it a title Give it something that you really will be excited to live out. Give it a title, then live it out. And then see what comes up on the page. So, I mean, yay. <laughs> yeah, it's back to manifesting, isn't it? Yeah. It's choosing how do you want to present into the universe? Because it always amazes me then what is presented to you when we're starting to pay attention. I love that. Yes, for sure. Well, Meg, I have loved our time together. I know that your work goes beyond being a podcast guest and an accomplished author. So how can our listeners and viewers learn more about you and the impact that you're having? So you can go to my webpage. It's uh, Meg Nocero, M-E-G-N-O-C-E-R-O, my name, dot com. Or you can, and you can sign up for my newsletters. I come out every month with a newsletter as to all the wonderful things, inspirational things that I'm doing. I also have, like you indicated at the outset, my, my own podcast as well as a YouTube channel. And I have all over the social media. I, I do a Meg's mantra almost every day because for me, it's that affirmation tool that I want to reiterate for myself. So I remind myself that, you know, this is how I want to show up today. So I do that on Instagram as well as Facebook, LinkedIn, all of the above. LinkedIn's a wonderful place. This is where I got to get to meet you, which is so wonderful that there are leaders in this world showing up like this at this time. So important, so important to change the paradigm of the past into one of possibility for the future. So thank you as well, Morag, as well as whatever, all the wonderful things that you're doing in this world. Well, I appreciate that. I am glad to have had you as a guest. I'll make sure all of your information is in the show notes around this video. Meg, wishing you much ongoing happiness and success. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining Morag today. 
If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. If you learned something worth sharing, share it. Cultivate your relationships today when you don't need anything before you need something. Be sure to follow Sky Team and Morag on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you have any ideas about topics we should tackle, interviews we should do, or if you yourself would like to be on the show, drop us a line at info at skyteam.com. That's S-K-Y-E team.com. Thanks again for joining us today. And remember, business is personal and relationships matter. We are your allies.